Hello, I'm Alex. I'm a journalist. Now the time's 11 o'clock. Here's the latest with Alex Regan. With more, here's BBC Radio Sheffield's Alex Regan. With more details, here's BBC Radio Leicester's Alex Regan. A wannabe stand-up. Hello, my name's Alex Regan. As you can hear from my voice, I'm a tosser. Both, uh... <laughs> and lifelong fat man. Babe, what are you eating? Just a bit of Nutella. With a spoon from the jar? Yep. But I decided last year was the year I was going to do something about it. I vowed to complete the Couch to 5K, get fit and go from technically obese to slightly overweight. Join me as I give you a week-by-week account of what it's really like to start running from nothing in my podcast, Run Fat Boy Run. Episode 5. Pedal Power. As I was about to tackle the third and final run of week six of the Couch to 5K, disaster struck. I'd woken up with a searing, burning pain in my right thigh. A few months ago, I would have accepted defeat, crawl back into bed and scoff a packet of mini-eggs I'd been hiding in a shoebox for a rainy day. But instead of tucking into my already depleted apocalypse stash of chocolate, I got out and tried to run away the pain. Right, it's the 18th of May. Um, I'm home after attempting uh, run three of week six of the Couch to 5K and um, you're probably thinking, Alex, you don't sound that puffed out after running 25 minutes consecutively. The reason being is I I didn't. Um, Yeah, I I had to stop after five minutes. Uh, The pain in my thigh is just absolutely killing and it's the point that when I had to stop, I was running past a bus stop and there was this old woman there and she was going go on lad do a lap for me she was clapping me on and that's a lovely thing to feel you know in lockdown it's the first time I've received praise from a stranger for my running and uh, I had to stop the second that I passed the bus stop and it was really awkward like curb your enthusiasm levels of awkwardness I was just sort of hobbling away and I looked oh I looked behind behind me where she was and she sort of had this bemused look on her face like Oh, fuck you then. Uh, and who can blame her? You know, she put her neck out for me and I'm, I'm here just like, no, I'm just going to hobble, hobble away. That is how bad the pain is. I couldn't even run around the corner to save face. And basically what I've done is I've metaphorically spat in a woman's face. After accepting defeat and realising that I needed to rest my injury, I went about trying to find another way to keep fit and not lose the very limited stamina I'd built up. I even considered trying to give the lockdown favourite Joe Wick's workouts another go, but as my fiancé Kel quite rightly reminded me... We've not done one Joe Wick's workout, but... That's not true. I did, um, we did do one uh, Joe Wick's, didn't we? Well, yeah, I know you couldn't do a burpee and you were getting really cross. <laughs> I haven't done a burpee. Well, I don't think I've ever done a burpee, not even at primary school. It's hilarious. But eight-year-old, uh, I, I turned into so eight-year-old me just going, I can't do it! Yeah. I didn't Give have the hand oh. I... Give it up, I don't want to do this. Oh. But I didn't have the hand-eye coordination to do a burpee because so I, I didn't get what was going on. <laughs> With my chronically poor hand-eye coordination ruling out a Joe Wicks workout or even a Jane Fonda aerobics class, I dusted off my old bike and got cycling. I wouldn't call myself an experienced cyclist. I used to cycle to and from work when I lived in Oxford, but I've never used cycling as a way of getting fit. And I think the reason why is I'm very much the same body shape as a middle-aged man in Lycra. Um, I remember, I think it was the 23rd or 24th birthday, I asked my parents for some shorts and a cycling top because I thought that's a good way of getting fit. And, you know, I went out on my birthday 
in my cycle gear and I was at a red light in Essex and some white van men were next to me and they drew down their window and just shouted, all right, love, you left your sports bra at home. So, you know, I've sort of steered away from cycling ever since, if you pardon the pun. But I think that, you know, this is not a bad way of getting out and uh, still, you know, exercising quite vigorously and and I've just you know tried it and it's not hurting my thighs so I'm just going to give it a go. The cycles were good for getting the heart pumping and burning some calories but they weren't great for my self-image. You know Iris Murdoch once said that cycling is the most civilised conveyance known to man and that's all well and good if you're an Oxford Don pootling along the cobbles in you know tweed and a Harris jacket but you know, seeing me out cycling is some sort of hellish nightmare. I'm constantly trying to tuck in my t-shirt into my ill-fitting running leggings, which continue to ride down and reveal my waggling ass to bemused and shocked drivers. And, you know, then there's my helmet. Um, how to describe my helmet and the reason why I bought it? A few years ago, I got very drunk and... I decided I was going to purchase a helmet online and I thought, you know, what, I'm going to get one of those sort of Tony Hawk skater boy helmets. That's that's cooler than a normal helmet. And that's all well and good, you know. Um but I decided to take it another level. It wasn't, you know, just black, grey or, you know, any other primary color. No. It had wood effect on it. Um and it's hard to describe what it looks like. I, I, I guess I would say that I look like a very aggressive laminate flooring salesman. And the, and the problem is, is that this helmet, it costs 60 quid and, you know, you're never going to get rid of a good helmet, you know, a helmet that works. It's like, you know, trying to sell on a good hoover that works. It never happens. So... I'm stuck with it. One benefit of the helmet was it provided hours of amusement to my friends and family during lockdown. Right, I'm going to send you a picture of me uh, in my cycle gear uh, wearing my helmet. Um, It's got wood effect on it, Adam. Uh, I look like a human conquer. I don't think I've ever looked like such a massive twat. But darling, you are a massive twat. <laughs> yeah, it's worse than I thought. Here he is. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's all right, no, it's not. <laughs> Kim, don't lie. It's, it's awful. He's great. I so I bought this when I was drunk. I put no you. Yeah. Put a few some eyes at things so you look like, <laughs> what are you calling? Googly eyes. No, that frog. That frog. Crazy frog. Crazy frog. <laughs> That's even worse. Crazy frog. <laughs> My gosh. And during lockdown, Kel and I were doing our bit to contribute to the lockdown baby boom, much to the annoyance of my single friend Adam. Why is everyone pregnant all at once? It's very annoying for me. Three out of the ten people I speak to regularly only want to chat babies. Actually, adding my brother, that's more. We all had a meeting and we all decided now is the time to do it. And it was, and none of us wanted it. It was just to irritate you. Another reason that I was excited that we were having a baby is it gave me another reason to lose weight. I was determined that 
I was going to be fit and healthy. I didn't want to be one of those fat dads who inexplicably wears a white t-shirt in a swimming pool while teaching his kids to swim because he's embarrassed of his lovely jubblies. And the way I was losing weight was religiously putting everything that I was eating into a calorie counter app and not overeating. And slowly but surely, I was chipping away at my goal to lose 30 pounds before I turned 30. You really do look great. Oh, thank you. Right, come on. Is it in pounds, please? Um, let's check. Yes, it is. Good. Okay, so today. I think you're gonna have a big loss for some reason. I've got a feeling. Hey! What is it? Seventeen one and a half. What? Seventeen one. I've and lost a, half. a stone. Woo! Oh my god! Oh, you're gonna have a big one oh. today. Yay! Oh. Well done. Oh my god! Mm. Well done. I've lost a whole stone. Woo! That's amazing. You started eighteen one and a half, didn't you? Yeah, 18 and a half. I've lost a stone. Go on, go on, go on. So I missed the weighing. So I weighed myself. And initially I was 17 stone and a half pounds. I was like, okay, back to normal. But then I needed to complete um, a a task. Yeah. Is that when you woke me up? Maybe. (laughs) Go on. 16 stone, (gasps) 13 and a half pounds. (gasps) How did you do that? You ate cookies yesterday. Yeah, I know, but I didn't have dinner. What? Getting under 17 stone was a pivotal moment for me and there's only one way to celebrate. Getting pissed, of course. Pivotal moment yesterday. I was under 17 stone for the first time in six years and now I'm back above it. Yes, as quickly as my goals are achieved, they are snatched away from me by that old mistress, old lady booze. And I've had a fry up here today just to try and soak up the remainder of the alcohol. But um, I've decided I'm gonna gonna do my best, and I'm just gonna try and work a bit of it off and go for a run. With that special brand of confidence that comes from being slightly hungover, I decided that day was the day to get back running. After a week of cycling, my thigh injury was feeling heaps better, and the night before, I decided to prove to myself and Kel that I was completely recovered by trying to kick my height. And for those of you who couldn't understand what was happening in that clip, it was me kicking repeatedly in the air saying, Bruce Lee, motherfucker. Regardless of my drunken aerobatics, I'd got back to running, but I was way off running 25 consecutive minutes. Oh, just finished. Two kilometres. I've got to stop. Overheating. I'm knackered. I'm about 16 seconds a kilometre off my desired pace, but felt like quitting in the first two minutes. The week off the couch to 5k had taken its toll. I'd set myself back at least a week, if not longer. It had taken me two months to crack run three of week five and run 20 consecutive minutes. And in that moment, I was fearful the knockback meant I'd never get back to running without stopping. But luckily, my Spotify playlist had a little bit of advice for me. Pick yourself up. Take a deep breath. Dust yourself off and start all over again. 
Run Fat Boy Run was written and presented by me, Alex Regan. New episodes are released every Friday, so please like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really like the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. If you're looking for some musical inspiration for your runs, my playlists for weeks one to six of the Couch to 5K are available on Spotify. Links are in the description of the podcast. And if you're embarking on the Couch to 5K or trying to lose weight and want to get in touch, we want to hear your stories for future podcasts. Email your story to runfatboyrun.podcast at gmail.com or tweet me at regan underscore alex.